Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is VSIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is hour number three of VSIN Live Bet Tonight coming to you from the VSIN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds hanging out. We're at halftime of the Jimmy V Classic between Iowa and and Duke, and right now, Wes, we're seeing the second half market start to populate here. Iowa down by six, 37-31. They're laying one and a half. Totals at 78 and a half, and I know that's what you had your eye on. Yeah, and I got in actually at 77 and a half at BetMGM. There's, there it's mostly go. 78 in the market. I'm even seeing 79 at a, uh, a faraway uh, credit shop, uh, <laughs> a, a PPH out there. But yeah, Iowa getting bet for the second half, and, and look, I just think they're going to shoot better. I mean, this is a team that's shooting 37.5%. And look, I said Duke's offense is ahead of their defense, and that's absolutely true uh, with a young team, which is usually rare. It's usually the offense that's ahead because, you know, sometimes with Duke, you know, and, you know, in Coach K's final years, they kind of went into the, you know, hey, we got to recruit these one and dones to compete with Calipari in Lexington. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, just looking at this, uh, Iowa, number four, adjusted offensive efficiency. I know the opponents haven't been great, even though they have played Seton Hall and Clemson and TCU, and those are teams with pulses. Otherwise, they played teams in like the 250s, the 300s, and the Ken Palm. But this is a team that is very you know efficient offensively and that can score quickly and can score in bunches. And I mentioned they don't turn the ball over. You know, we talked about how Wisconsin doesn't turn the ball over because a lot of it is slower tempo. 
Iowa, it's even more impressive because they have a lot of possessions. They, yeah, they, yeah, they, they run with They pace. have a lot of possessions. I think I, I'm looking at them uh, right now. Uh, average possession length is something I like to look at, Femi, from time to time. 15.3 seconds. That is 13th in the country. So you look at the teams like St. John's, a real fast-paced team. They run that 40 minutes of hell under Mike Anderson, and he learned from Nolan Richardson. So they have short possessions on offense because they get steals. You know, and, and and gamble for steals and can get them, and then you got a two-second possession because it's a layup or dunk the either way. Arizona is really fast-paced. Missouri has upped the tempo this year. Marquette is up the tempo. Shaka Smart likes that havoc. And, uh, you know, so, so Iowa is a faster-paced team on offense. So I do think that we're going to see scoring. And I think if Iowa obviously – can keep this within single digits. I, I hope they can keep it a lot closer than that, being that I took uh, three for the game. They are getting bad, too. They're up to two, I believe, yeah. right here at Circa. And also uh, Superbook, our friends over at the Westgate, they are minus two as well. So that's Iowa basically plus four. So I think that's kind of correlated. Oh, yeah. sorry. I was going to say no, I'm I'm, two and a half. Yeah, two Circa and a half now. here at Circa. I just saw it pop, oh, wow. actually, when you said that. Uh it's kind of correlated, I think, where Iowa, if they're going to come back, you know, maybe they make it a track meet. If they keep this to within, you know, two, three possessions or single-digit points, there's going to be fouling at the end. So I like the over here, second half. I'd still like it at 78, 78 and a half. There you go. No, I, I completely agree with you there on that second half over. Uh, it's something we talked about during the first half when it was kind of starting off to a sluggish start. Uh, these teams, they have scoring prowess. It's a Duke-Iowa game. Like I don't expect this to be some sort of second-half rock fight. Uh, I am in complete agreement with you on the over. So you're on over 77.5. What would you play it up to? 79, probably. 79.5, maybe 80. That might be my cutoff. All right. Well, yeah, we're seeing 78 mainly in the market. I'm seeing some places 78.5, even juice toward the over, minus 115, minus 125, pending where you shop. But uh, Westwood said he would play it up to over 79. Uh, in the second half of Iowa and Duke. But also, we're coming down to the wire. Yeah, Mar- Maryland, Maryland's got a foul here. Yeah. Badger's up 60-55. to 55. Um, I don't believe we have a live number because usually once we get to this por- portion of the game, uh, they take those off the board. At last check on the money line, though, Maryland was plus 950, trailing by 5. 31 seconds to go in the game. It looks like Wisconsin's going to be going to the free throw line and Badgers just got to knock down those free throws, and they should be uh, victorious. Yeah, Tyler Wall, by the way, is fouled out of the game for Wisconsin, but uh, uh, it is, I believe, Crawl at the foul line. No good on the uh, first Mm. attempt. Uh, They're they're big guy. Uh, I saw this Wisconsin team in person last year at the ex-officio Maui Invitational because they couldn't have it in Maui because of COVID restrictions at the Mm -hmm. Mandalay Bay, and I sat very close to the court. Wisconsin has a bunch of long and very skinny guys. There's no weight room up there. No, my God. <laughs> they they were long, though. They get their hands in the yeah. passing lanes and mm-hmm. deflect balls. But this is not a this is not a bulky team, especially that kid at the line crawl. By the way, timeout on the floor. Wisconsin's going to have another one, 60 to 55. Nothing really up here with only 30 seconds left to go. As uh, they were showing uh, uh, at halftime for Iowa and Duke, Dick Vitale getting the standing ovation at mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden. Boy, it's tough enough to watch the Jimmy B speech, but then it's also Top tough just when they were showing yeah. Dick in the hospital. And it just, you know, if you've ever had a loved one, and I have, uh, you know, that it, that has dealt with cancer, it's 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 it's, it's tough. It's cool. It is, was really tough to watch that. So uh, you know, make your make your donations to the V Foundation. That's what mm-hmm. this is about. And you know, 
it's going to affect everybody at, yep. some, at some point I, in their I, life. So. I don't know a single person that has not yeah. known someone who's been affected by cancer. So yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah, no, it's difficult. That's why it's really cool what they're doing with the Jimmy V Classic and the Jimmy V Foundation, keeping that legacy of Jimmy V. Speech yeah, they, they've the done Eskimos. that That's for years, really cool. and, and I, I know Dick Vitale is on the board for that. Uh, Pam Velvano Strasser, Jimmy V's widow, mm-hmm. of course, is the chairperson. Mike Krzyzewski has been, in, uh, uh, I think, on the board. Yep. The late John Saunders. Uh, was on the board and very mm-hmm. active. So of you know, Stuart Scott's speech now Stuart gets Scott, as well. Yeah, so SPs, so this like is the thing that they take very seriously. It's one of the really good things I think ESPN does throughout the year. Definitely. And it's uh, like the basketball, honestly, is a secondary part. It's what we focus on since we're a betting show. We're a sports show, so you come for us for the basketball. But just like the big picture stuff aside, uh, it's secondary to what they're actually doing and the cause that they're uh, supporting out there tonight. But uh, we'll pivot back to – the basketball as we're at halftime of that game. We have one more game West though. That's about to tip off here on the West coast, Nevada, UNR, mm. the Wolfpack taking on the Pepperdine wave out there in Malibu, beautiful campus out there. In yes. Pepperdine. I would never go to class if I went to school there. Oh God, no. <laughs> Pepperdine laying two and a half total one forty five. I, I actually did play Pepperdine earlier today at okay. minus one thirty five. Shout out I think to the WCC. Closed. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I think this is going to be a very competitive game, but uh, I believe Zdeck is going to play, but Kulabali is not going to. Pepperdine did have a COVID pause, but, you know, beat NAU, Northern Arizona, pretty easily had no effects, really, of the time off. Uh, these are both teams, Steve Alford, of course, the coach at Nevada, Lorenzo Romar, Pepperdine. Mm-hmm. They run a ton of pick and roll. That, yeah. That's basically what they run on the offense. Nevada, a little bit. I think crisper in terms of the shot selection and the ball movement. Of course, Steve Alford, Bob Knight player, Bob Knight disciple, runs a lot of motion offense, runs a lot of pick and roll out of that offense. Uh, but uh, but but Pepperdine is, I think, the better shot making team. And and you know maybe Nevada's defense is going to regress because Nevada. You look at what they've done so far this year. They're seven and two. Only losses were to Kansas State. I think, uh, where was that tournament they played at? Oh, down in the Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. They won two or three down there. And then they just lost on Saturday to Loyola Marymount, 64-52. to 52. Meanwhile, Pepperdine also 5-2. and two, Beat narrowly by Fullerton and then got absolutely blown out. Lorenzo Romar, the former uh, UCLA player and, and assistant, they got blown out at UCLA. But a lot of teams are going to have that. So, Good test here for Pepperdine to get a top 100 team at home. Yep. I laid the money line, uh, and it just started. It is six to nothing uh, with 18.03 left to go. I'm trying to get an injury update, uh, actually, to see. And, and a guy that, by the way, is a very good follow for that because he, he's all college basketball all the time is, uh, is uh, Jordan Majewski, who is actually from my home state of Indiana and a fellow IU alum, at Dan on Twitter. And he will update, and he has a wonderful blog. I don't know. I think he might charge now, but it is a very small pittance uh, for the time that he writes up. Uh, and he always updates these injuries and, and whatnot, you know, these late injuries before tip-off mm-hmm. that sometimes will affect a market. And you'll look at the screen. So it looks like Zedek, uh, the big guy, is going to play. But Kulibe, uh, because uh, 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 Right Angle Sports replied to him, said Zedek is back, not sure, on Kulibe. So... That's what we have there as uh, we continue to uh, sweat the set, the uh, late game here at Wisconsin. By the way, yeah, we just man. started the uh, second half in Madison Square Garden. No score yet. So uh, it's got to knock free throws down if you're the Badgers here. Yeah, Jameer uh, Young, the uh, transfer from Charlotte, just hit a three. So 63 to 59. Uh, and now I look to the closing total, 131. 
Uh, probably not enough to get there unless yeah. you go overtime with only 15.4 left to go. As uh, Wisconsin's going to have to uh, going to have to knock down uh, uh, free throws here, and they have yeah. not done that. I was going to say, how they've been they, shooting it tonight? Yeah, been, this 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 has been poor. As I as I was trying, both to, uh, teams it's been really poor. Looking at the box score, Wisconsin 64 percent. From the line, 16 of 25. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, <laughs> look, look, you'll take that when the other team's only shooting 12, you know, to make more attempts yeah. than your opponent shoots. You're going to win the game, like, you know, all, damn near 100% of the time. That was always like an IU staple when I was growing up with Coach Knight. Make more oppo- make more foul shots than your opponent shoot. And Indiana mm-hmm. could do that because Indiana could get to the foul line uh, with relative ease. So, uh, uh, first three throw good here for Wisconsin. Oh, Second one not. Boy. So door still ajar for Maryland, and especially if you did take the two and a half at the close. Oh wow! Oh, looks like it's stolen. But Chuck but now it now now it's a scramble, and the clock is Just throw running. it up. Maryland's not going to get a shot off. Sixty four to fifty nine. Badgers get the win. I get the money line and. Uh, also, if you laid the spread, you're going to get the spread because it did close two, two and a half. So uh, nervous time there <laughs> a ba- little bit. Badgers beat another undefeated team. The Maryland Terrapins yeah. were uh, were ju- were getting ranked 13th in 13, the country. Yep. They go down. Life on the road in the Big Ten is hard, as uh, my Hoosiers found out last weekend. Tough conference, man. It's a tough conference, but that's why we love it. That's why it's a lot of fun. Um, also, while we're about to go to break here, we'll give you a line in the second half of the Mavericks and the Nuggets in the NBA, and then we'll break this down in the next segment here. But uh, the Nuggets, four-point favorites, up or down, I should say, by six, and then the total sitting at 108.5. And, and we'll discuss that when we return here on Visa Live Bet tonight. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. 
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Your next win is brewing. Play free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball with Draft Time Match presented by Miller Lite. Draft wins in 13 contests. Compete for your share of $41,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite to get in on the action. Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, 21 plus only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for the details and always celebrate responsibility. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Abebefei. We're hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. As we were going to break, I was giving you the numbers of the second half market for Mavericks Nuggets. Dallas up 64-58. The Nuggets, though, laying four, I'm seeing, for the second half number. Total 108.5. But there's some interest coming in on Dallas at 3.5. I'm seeing yeah. we're sitting at Westgate. Yeah, absolutely. A couple three and a halves out there in the market. We'll see if... Uh, Dallas can uh, can go back to back 64 to 58 uh, first half shooting numbers. Let's uh, go ahead and look at those uh, one, one, once I get that open. Uh, 54% for Dallas, 55% actually for Denver. Dallas, 9 of 18 from three. Denver, Ooh. 6 of 14. Dallas, uh, excellent at the line, 15 of 17. Denver also 10 of 12. Rebounding pretty much even, plus two for Dallas. Uh, turnovers, 11 turnovers for Denver, eight for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Dallas winning the fast break points, 14 to five. Dallas usually loses the points in the paint, and they're doing that again tonight, 28 to 22. This is not a very big team with a lot of size necessarily down low. And uh, leading all scorers, at least for Dallas, is uh, Luka with 15. Aaron Gordon on the Denver side, 17. Nikola Jokic also with 13. Tim Hardaway Jr., has 12 uh, also for Dallas, the other double-figure scorer. So do I, I don't know if I'm going to get involved here or not. This, By the way, this did close 223 and a half. So 122 at the half, so the total adjusted would be about 230 and a half when you look at that second-half total at, at, at 108 and a half. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm going to respect the market move here, mm. even though my lean, I was kind of looking maybe Denver because yeah. Dallas has the adrenaline, by the way, if you laid four with Denver, this would be, I believe Denver plus two for the game when, when you go ahead and adjust that forward. But, uh, I think I'm going to be a spectator unless I can find a, a proper in-game entry for myself here in the second half. Uh, nothing for me on this one. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think the point that you brought up as well in the uh, in the last hour that Dallas didn't really have to overexert itself in the first right. half of the back-to-back. Yeah, so. because the back-to-back, it you know, it's one thing if they play, you know, those starters all played 40 minutes or they had yeah. to go to overtime, and it's like, okay, they've got the energy in the first half. Now they're going to absolutely crap out and poop out in the second half. 
I don't think they're going to necessarily do that tonight when those guys, you know, none of them played over 30 minutes last night. Yeah, they were kind of on cruise control uh, in that game against the Phoenix Suns. So, yeah, yeah, no play really for me here either, even though we have the situation of the Mavericks up 64-58 at halftime. But it's, I don't know, the market is uh, it's telling us something here with, uh, with so the interest being on the Mavericks despite them being up 64-58. to But uh, back with the college hoops, we have the Duke Blue Devils up 46-37 coming out of the under-16 timeout here in the second half. Duke now laying 7.5 total, 145.5. You can get Iowa plus 360 on the money line. Yeah, 145.5. That basically was what I got in terms of the uh, second half over at 77.5. So, look, uh, we're, we're going to have to start seeing Iowa make some shots here. It, it's, it's really all there is to it. They have not shot the ball well tonight. You know, part of that is Duke's defense, and part of that maybe is Iowa's lack of execution. They can score very quickly. So, you know, that's why I did like the second half over. I was like, you know, this team is going to get up and down, and, and, and they run really good stuff. If you watch Fran McCaffrey's team play and watch Iowa play, they run very good offense. Yes. And, and they cut and they move, you know, without the basketball. They don't let the ball stay stationary. You never see the point guard at the top of the key. Dribble, 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 dribble. They're trying to attack and move the ball all the time, which is the basketball I like to see play. I don't like a point guard just dribbling, 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 giving the ball <laughs> a headache. The ball. Okay, I'm going to call for the high ball screen and all that. I never I never really liked that, and Iowa very much moves the ball. But uh, Iowa only down seven, despite the fact that they're shooting 38% and Duke at 50. You would expect this would be a lot more lopsided, but somehow the Hawkeyes hanging in there. Yeah, the Hawkeyes, uh, they're they're hanging in, and hopefully they can stay within reach to where we can maybe get you a nice little cover uh, to wrap up the show here this game. But, yeah, Duke right now, they feel like they've kind of overwhelmed them a little bit with their size, but Iowa's fighting tough down by seven um, in this game. Uh, also, I know you were looking at the Nevada Pepperdine game. That's a game that you have with the Waves early on in that contest, under 13 minutes to go in the first half there, so still pretty – uh, pretty early here, but Pepperdine has a 16 to 12 lead, laying five and a half, total 147 and a half. I know. Hopefully, hopefully no negative waves tonight. Uh, nope, I don't know. Good, good I don't know if you've ever seen the uh, the uh, movie, the classic movie Kelly's Heroes. I have not. It, no. it was it was starring Clint Eastwood and Telly Savalas and Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland, the character, oh, played yeah. a guy by the name of Oddball. And he was a really, like, really strange, righteous, you know, hippie type dude. Yeah. Even though this was in, like, World War II times by, based on when the movie was to take place. And he had this guy with him that would always be kind of, like, thinking, you know, negatively or something bad's going to happen. He'd go, always with the negative waves, Moriarty. Always with the <laughs> negative waves. <laughs> Who had a Donald Sutherland drop here on Kelly's the Heroes, by the way, if you, if you have never seen that movie... I highly recommend it. It is hysterical. It's a it's a comedy, even though it's about war. You know, during World War II, and the you know Kelly Clint Eastwood is the leader. Don Rickles, by the way, is in it. You know, if Don Rickles is in something, it's funny. So, yeah. absolutely. You know, find that somewhere on your whatever your streaming service is. I know a lot of the American movie classics when it was AMC. Mm-hmm. A lot of Turner Classic Movies. They probably air it. So definitely catch that flick. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to check that out. There, the holidays are coming up. You know, movies are. It's yeah. getting chillier outside. It, it is very it, funny. You know, do you have a favorite holiday movie? Uh, for Christmas. Yeah. Mm, man, that's hard. 
actually. I mean, look, I'm partial to Christmas Vacation. I don't know if it's yeah. my all-time favorite it's because just, because I still do like the classics. I appreciate the classics. Play you know, the hits kind of thing. A Christmas yeah. Story. I usually will catch It's a Wonderful Life at least once during the holiday mm-hmm. season and, you know, know damn near every line in the movie. So <laughs> I do like the classics, but I like a little fun, too. And uh, Same. You know, maybe I should just say to really catch, uh, you know, cultivate a debate. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Are you going to go there? Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie, Femi. He went there. It is a Christmas movie. <laughs> he went there. You get an applause from the guys in the yes, behind the it, glass. Yes, it, it is a Christmas movie. So I, I know there, that is like a big debate during the holiday season it, for movies. It's, it's every holiday season. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Absolutely. Like and I'm actually, I think it qualifies as a mm-hmm. Christmas movie because it's centered around, even though the movie came out in July, I believe it was, was the release date. So yes. it's hard to kind of, but it's like, it doesn't matter about mm. when the movie comes out. It just rem- it matters about how the movie ages. Oh, man, I, I like that. I, I do like that. Of course, uh, the great Bruce Willis, uh, yeah. the star of that film. And then uh, great supporting acting by uh, Reginald Bell Johnson, uh, Carl Winslow, mm-hmm. if you need him, uh, the former Carl Winslow of Family Matters. So Die Hard is absolutely a Christmas movie, in my you opinion. You call me, no matter where you are. Um, no, it's Home Alone is my, my go-to. I like Home Alone. Home Alone I, 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 I'm not mad at that. Yeah, Home Alone. Uh, you know, it's, uh, Macaulay Culkin obviously at his uh, at his peak, peak yes. of his powers. <laughs> I would say yes. Um, but it's just a classic, and it's funny. You know, it's I don't know. I I actually didn't watch it last Christmas uh, around that time, but I'll have to fire that back up this year. But uh, that, that's that's a go to for me here for the for the holiday Christmas movies. Um, do, do, does the uh, fiance uh, is she into the Hallmark Channel? Uh, no, or she's, what is it? Great the, American Family. The, she's in the HGTV. There's so like eight million of these channels now, and it's just Christmas movie after Christmas yep. movie after Christmas movie. She's a but big Christmas Vacation fan. Though. Okay, yeah, she is a big Christmas Vacation fan. Um, so I'm sure we'll have that dialed up at some point. Um, but we, we usually, honestly, it's it's kind of sad because now with uh, the holiday seasons, it, it feels like we just use it to watch like streaming service shows like i know binging the, like it's the time to play catch up on all of those mm-hmm. shows versus actually going back to watch well, all the classics well i gotta tell you sunday night after watching that colts fourth quarter i was like i wish nbc <laughs> did you finish the game uh, i i i did okay, unfortunately yeah. i i wish nbc would have run the dolly parton's mountain magic christmas like they <laughs> yeah. ran last week i was like but but then i got a tweet saying the cowboys even even with dolly as popular she is the newest member of the rock and roll hall of fame by the way at 80 years old Congratulations. By the way, Dallas and Dallas would still draw a bigger number in prime time <laughs> than the Dolly Parton Mountain Magic Christmas. You just needed NBC to break in and say, we interrupt this Sunday night football game. With now, Christmas now, now, now we need the Heidi game. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Show uh, uh, Hoda and yeah. Savannah Guthrie and Al Jenna Roker. Bush. All, uh, the whole gang. Let's light that tree at Rockefeller Center. I'm sick of have watching they, this. Have they lit the tree yet? Or I they... believe they have. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I, I always miss it. I think I'm sure we're just immersed in sports. So I don't see any of this stuff. Um, but Christmas at the Rockefeller. <laughs> we'll get that going instead of Sunday Night Football. Uh, this week's Sunday Night Football game should be a lot of fun, though. Mm-hmm. Dolphins Chargers out in L.A. Maybe a loser leaves town match there for uh, Brandon Staley and the Bolts. Yes. It's going to be a fun one. Dolphins trying to stay in that AFC East race. Um, Tua, Justin Herbert, the debate during the draft season. That'll unfold out there on the field at SoFi Stadium. And speaking of the NFL, when we come back, NFL live betting swings from week number 13. Here we discuss it on VSIN. Live bet tonight. This is V.
VSIM Live Bet tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook here calling all soccer fans to lace up your boots with the World Cup in full swing. Now is the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log into Bet Rivers every single match day and receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. Head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Abebefe. Uh, we're hanging out at the VEASAN Studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Boy, Duke starting to pull away here uh, yeah. against Iowa, up 15. You, you can really see that Iowa struggles against Duke's length down mm-hmm. low uh, because uh, length and this kid, this kid R- R- Brasha, they have tried to score at the rim, and they are just not able to do it as this uh, – in-game total still drops here, 138 and a half. Not good Whoa. news for me necessarily on the second half over, and that's the way that's the way the market went. Now can Duke, they get a rebound? And now Duke gets a rebound, and they get a chance to work clock. This is exactly what I was afraid of, though. Even though I still made the play, Iowa not staying competitive enough, and, and the fact that Duke has margin now. That's that's bad news, obviously, and 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 usually it is when you get in that yeah. situation. When a team gets margin, it's 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 always bad. It's bad news for an over more often than not because you know as uh, Chris Murray gonna finally draw a foul and at least Iowa can get some kind of points here. But when a team gets margin like that, especially in college basketball, it's very tough on an over. So, you know, those are times maybe to look for potential in-game unders or, Mm -hmm. you know, second half unders or something like that when a team has margin. In the NBA, those leads, because it's a longer game, 48-minute game instead of a 40-minute game, and it's four quarters versus two halves, NBA, you're down 20. You can make up that like that. Yeah, it's like, you just need six minutes. Yeah, and and (laughs) you don't have to necessarily worry about as as much about an under or an in-game underplay because you can still get those overs. But now, as Chris Murray now has just eight points, they're going to need more out of him. This is the type of game Chris Murray's got to get 20-plus if Iowa's going to stay in here. So uh, 56-43, to 43, actually 58-43, to 43, just at about the 10-minute mark of the second half. Duke minus 13.5, 139.5 on the total. Well, we'll keep our eyes on that game. We're also keeping our eyes on the NBA between the Mavericks and the Nuggets. Nuggets now lead at 69-67. So Dallas, two-and-a-half-point dogs, total at 231-and-a-half as uh, we progress here through the show. But Wes wanted to discuss, because we teased it on the other end here, the National Football League. We're already 13 weeks down. Crazy enough, only five weeks left of the Mm -hmm. regular season. It has been cruising on by. And last week we saw... Some more live betting swings in the market through these games. And the biggest one last night here, the game that we were doing, the game that we were saying was terrible, and it was, by the Mm -hmm. way, but it had a fun finish. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the New Orleans Saints 17-16. At one point, the Bucs were down Mm 16-3 with about five minutes left in the game, and the Bucs were 14-1 on the money line. To win, and I actually and think here that, comes Tom Brady. I actually think that it was higher at, at some places, but uh, I know uh, I know Mitch Moss uh, was talking about that on Follow the Money this morning and uh, mm-hmm. uh, lamenting the fact that he could not get in on on his apps for the uh, live betting market. So hopefully everybody that's in this space kind of can 
improve the the live betting inventory yeah. and the timing because it's like let's clean up the apps guys because i i think mitch he finally got in at four to one you know i mean you know at least he got in look you never sneeze yeah. at a four to one shot but it's like well i tried to get in when it was 14 or 12 you know but yeah. you know that that's the thing with live betting this moves so fast not everybody not everybody has their head and their arse wired together so to speak <laughs> on live betting let's just be serious i'm not naming names i think no. you know you don't have to name them just every, say, say everyone everybody every everybody can get better in that regard but yeah, you mentioned it last night, uh, DK. What was that? Fourteen to one was mm-hmm. their high. Yeah, sixteen to three. And and look, remember, remember when uh, we 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 talked about Todd Bowles's punt? We didn't talk about Dennis Allen's punt when he could have yeah. put the game away. Fourth and one. And then there was that one where uh, Mark Ingram was short of the sticks, yeah. went out of bounds, and because that's set that set up the fourth and one, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because because uh, I think that was going to be third and one. They they had a play that was incomplete, or I believe mm-hmm. I forgot how it, uh, the sequence was, but. Ingram just kind of stepping out a little early. Yeah. Caused them to having to punt. Exactly. So, uh, you know, th- that that's, I mean, I didn't want to think it was impossible. It did look impossible. Like, if that would have went to 20 to 3. It was over. It was over. But the fact that it was 16 to 3, I mean, Tom Brady has now done that, I believe, three times this year at least. Twice in victory. Once they fell short when they couldn't make that two against Green Bay. But even at 16 to 3, like, I, to me, it felt insurmountable just based on what Tampa was doing offensively yesterday. And maybe it's just another fine lesson in don't disrespect and don't doubt the GOAT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when the guy you talked about it last night, 44 fourth quarter overtime game winning drives, whenever Brady has the amount of timeouts and he has some time on the clock, he has a chance. And I almost think too, with Tampa's offense, maybe they need to just kind of, unleash it a little bit and, and mix in some of that tempo stuff because we saw it against the LA Rams early this season, the game that both of us won mm-hmm. on. And then we saw it last night when Brady was just kind of in his element using the hand singles, uh, signals and all that stuff. They were able to just move the ball and they got the saints defense on their heels. Something that they hadn't done all throughout the night. I think prior to, or since the first drive of that game there at least. So um, maybe it's another f- fine lesson in not doubting, uh, the GOAT and Tom Brady. Another game that we saw Sunday afternoon, though, Wes, this was an interesting one, kind of a back-and-forth affair, but you end up getting a big price, though, on the Cincinnati Bengals. 27-24, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Third time the Bengals have beat the Chiefs in the calendar year of 2022. But at one point, Cincinnati West was plus 300. I believe it was when they were down 27, or rather, uh, 24-17 there in the second half. And then Joe Burrow and those guys able to get it done. And, and, and you know, in the second half and watching that game, it looked like the Chiefs were taking control mm-hmm. of, the, of that game when they went up 24-17. Uh, uh, to 17. Then they hold Cincinnati to three. They get into the. Uh, they start to get into the uh, late third quarter, and uh, then are actually into the fourth quarter, I should say. And very uncharacteristic, Travis Kelsey fumbles. Yeah. You never see Travis Kelsey fumble. Nope. But he certainly did, uh, and then that led to the touchdown. And then Kansas City. Um, you know, we saw what happened. Fourth and seven from the thirty-seven. There's three twenty-four left to go. Kansas City's got three timeouts. He sends Harrison Butker out there. For a 55 yard, I know Harrison Butker can make that kick, mm-hmm. but wouldn't you rather have Patrick Mahomes with the ball in his hand? You'd think. And on fourth and seven. If you're not going to trust that guy to make a play on fourth and seven, what quarterback are you going to trust? So mm-hmm. I, I really thought Andy kind of mismanaged that game a little bit. Yeah. 
I think you can make arguments that Zach Taylor had some situations where he mismanaged some things. Um, it, it was an entertaining game, and, and it's Bengals-Chiefs. It's always going to come down to the wire, it feels like. And it's going to be a fun rivalry for uh, years how to is come. That, how is that for Kansas City, though, to lose three times in a calendar year? Because re- recall, Week 17 was, was in January, yeah. and then they lose in the AFC Championship, and then they lose again. So uh, maybe yep. they'll meet in the playoffs for a fourth time. They have a Bengals problem. Yes, <laughs> like they just they have some a teams have your, some teams have your number, and it looks like Cincinnati has Kansas City's. Yeah, and, and it really flipped the odds for the AFC and who can get the number one seed. Buffalo now back in pole position of that number one seed out there in that conference. Uh, in the early window on Sunday, though, Wes, it looked like we were going to see a disaster for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they were down nine to three for much of that second half against the Denver Broncos. Denver's offense can't do a lick of anything. But there's some reason it looked like Baltimore was going to lose because they lose Lamar Jackson to the PCL injury. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he's going to be out one to three weeks is what they're saying um, today. But Lamar goes out in the first half. In comes Tyler Huntley. Now, and typically, these are situations where if you lose Lamar Jackson, you're like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? But we saw last year Huntley play in, what, five or six yes. games? Yeah. And he came in against a pretty good defense. And I thought played solid in his effort as he led he the, the gum from behind win he there. He did, had the interception. Try. A lot of it was short passing, 27 of 32 for 187. Did get sacked a couple times, ran for, of course, the winning touchdown, 10 mm-hmm. for 41. Uh, but he's a guy that I think can get it done in a pinch. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, that was, that was an ugly performance uh, for, for the Ravens. I took nine and a half with Denver. But, you know, Den- Denver, I mean, they're a tough team to, you know, ever get margin for you if you bet them in their favor because they cannot score yeah not nine i mean that was a winnable game i think the ravens ended up out yarding them by like 12 yards yeah yeah so that was but you know what a win is the bottom line and every team is going to have one of those games in that season where it's like man we were absolutely terrible but somehow we got a win so uh we'll see uh how long Lamar is going to be yeah. out. Sounds like one to three weeks. The Ravens, by the way, were plus 650 mm-hmm. in that game at one point on yeah, the money. Yeah, line. they're they're in uh, they're in Pittsburgh this week, and then, uh, of okay. course, they go to Cleveland the week after. So, look, they would take a split, I think, of those two road divisional games, and maybe Lamar comes back on Christmas. I think it's interesting, though, with, especially in the situation of the Baltimore Ravens, because they have such an established backup it wasn't the quite like the knee jerk of, oh my God, the quarterback is out. Let's live bet the other team and jam them to win the game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because you have Huntley who has playing experience. It's it's tough in those situations. So oh, yeah. just be careful when the other team has a backup quarterback that's played quite a bit. Don't necessarily fade that team, even though they lose the starting quarterback. We'll talk more about some of these other games from week 13 that had big swings on the money line. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, 
how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is the final segment of VSIN Live Bet Tonight, coming to you from the VSIN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds, following us at the top of the hour is the Greg Peterson experience with our buddy Greg Peterson as he wraps up the day in sports. Uh, right now in the Jimmy V Classic, Duke trying to put the finishing touches on a win against Iowa. They lead it 67-52 with 4.08 left to play. Yeah, look, I, I got to give Duke credit for their defense. I, I think that this team, look, it's they're going to peak, I think, later in the season. Mm -hmm. But this is obviously a team with a lot of talent and, you know, trying to figure out their depth. I mean, nobody knows what depth they have yet in December. You don't know that until you get into February. It's like, okay, what kind of depth am I going to have for a March run as a coach? But, you know, Iowa, you can just see that they've had problems with their defense. And, you know, and I'm going to be looking at that in the Big Ten, you know, what team kind of has length that could give these guys problems. I think clearly Michigan with Hunter Dickinson. I think uh, uh, Illinois. With, with Hawkins and the kid Danger off the, off the bench. So you're looking at these teams that really have, like, a lot of length. Like, a team like Indiana doesn't have a lot of length. Purdue, obviously, with Zach Eady. Yep. Those are matchups in the Big Ten that are going to be tough for the Iowa Hawkeyes. I mean, I think they're going to be an NCAA tournament team. I don't know where they're going to finish in the Big Ten, probably. I think I might have had them seventh preseason. That sounds about right. And I and that's probably good enough to get you in, in, in the uh, – NCAA tournament, oh, yeah. knowing the Big Ten that they're going to get probably eight, nine yeah, teams nine. or so. So, but Duke's defense has has absolutely, I think, been an eye opener for me tonight. Because usually, usually it's slow for freshmen defensively. Freshmen get lost. Freshmen make mistakes. They're not in the right spot. But mm -hmm. this is a, this is a team. I mean, 
to do this to an Iowa team, and I know some of their numbers were were beefed up, number three adjusted offensive efficiency playing Bethune-Cookman, North Carolina A&T. You're going to beef those up. But this team did beat Seton Hall on the road handily. This team beat a solid Clemson team, lost to TCU. But they're, they're going to struggle against length, and they're absolutely struggling tonight. This second half over is not going to get there. Yeah, I don't think that second half over is uh... – uh, it's not looking like it's likely based on what Duke has been doing defensively. Yeah, and it's, and, and, it's, it's, and, the the Hawkeyes seem worn down. Well, and you kind of you kind of could see it once Duke got this to double digits, then they have margin. Like if this was this this would have had a chance, and I mentioned that earlier, and that's something to look for. Maybe we use that as a pro tip in terms of a better. Mm-hmm. When when you get margin like that, it's better for unders because teams more often than not aren't going to be fouling. Even though college teams are more wont to do that than NBA teams. At this point, do I really see Iowa fouling down 15 in the final minute and a half? I do not. I wouldn't see that either there for, for this basketball game. But, hey, you never know what could happen. Maybe Iowa can make some sort of rally here. 343 left to play. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough Tough hill to climb. We're, we're asking for a lot based asking on what I've watched lot. for about the last hour 45. Yeah, they, they look uh, overwhelmed athletically in that game. Uh, in the NBA, the Dallas Mavericks lead 86-80 late in the third quarter. Right now, Dallas laying three and a half. Total 230 and a half in that game. So uh, that was a game I know we were potentially looking at maybe Nuggets second mm-hmm. half. We didn't end up playing it because we thought that we wanted to go ahead and respect the market because there was money coming in on Dallas despite them leading by six at uh, at halftime. Yeah. yeah, but we're sitting here right on that line though with that six point margin. Yeah, absolutely. As uh, a lot of the uh, Duke lottery picks, by the way, uh, there tonight: uh, Cam Reddish, Mark Williams mm-hmm. sitting courtside. I think R.J. Barrett was also there earlier. Uh, an embarrassment of riches for Duke in in terms yeah. of, of the talent yeah. and Trevor uh, Keels. Yeah, mm-hmm. Trevor Trevor Keels there, and uh, I believe I believe there's R.J. Barrett. But uh, anywho, uh, Duke uh, looking like they are definitely going to put this away. Sixty-seven to fifty-two, three forty left to go. I don't. Okay, minus thirteen and a half on the Devils. Uh, One thirty-five and a half on the total. Yeah. I, Want to take the points? <laughs> I don't, I don't, no. I, I really wouldn't want to get involved. I mean, and look, they could cover. I mean, if Duke, you know, decides to go with the reserves in the final two minutes and clear the benches a little bit. Yeah. Well, while that game is going on, um, let's get back to some of the NBA, NBA, NFL money line swings that we saw in week 13. Uh, another interesting one, we were last talking about Ravens, Broncos, and kind of with the backup quarterback situation, Huntley being very – uh, established in that role, so he was able to gut out a win for Baltimore. But we saw the Seattle Seahawks kind of push to the brink there a little bit by the John Wolford-led mm-hmm. L.A. Rams. Seattle at one point plus 220 on the money line. That was a fun second half going yeah. back and forth there. The Seahawks ended up winning at 27-23. But it's one of those kind of instances of, hey, in these division games, teams are prideful. They don't mm-hmm. want to get punked by one yeah. of their rivals there, and especially when the two coaches have had a lot that, of battles. That's why I ended up on the Rams. I took eight earlier in the week. Even at seven or better, I still recommended it just because, okay, I know who they have out, but I also know that that Seahawks team gave up like 600 yards a week before to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I know it wouldn't know over time, but still, 600 yards is 600 yards. It's a lot. It's like, do you want to lay that in a divisional road game? It's like, you can't lay Seattle here. Like, it's Rams or nothing. If you don't want the Rams, I don't blame you, even though, you know, I kind of plug the nose. the nose and call that a plug Rams. and play, Wes. Yes, plug and play. Absolutely. That's, 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 one of those that's, a, that's a good specials. name for it. Yes. Yeah. 
It's uh, I, I didn't bet the game because I didn't want the Rams. I was like, I, I, I no, don't, I, I, don't, I, I don't have the stomach. I, I don't have the you. stomach for Wolford uh, going out there with no Cooper Cup, no Aaron Donald, and like you know, it's, it was just too much for me. But um, but yeah, no, I. It's like you said, it was never lay it with Seattle, mm-hmm. and we saw that. And and from an in-game perspective, though, with those kinds of games, it does present a little bit of an opportunity, especially when you see the Rams come out fast. And it's like, oh, you can tell that LA is going to be inspired. Maybe it's like, all right, wait back, and if Seattle has a potential to go ahead and come from behind, you go ahead and go ahead and bet them there. But I thought that was an interesting uh, spot there for the Seahawks. Also, the Packers and the Bears, a game where Chicago felt like they were controlling much of it, yeah. and it feels like that's a lot of Chicago Bears games. When we talk about the money line swings and we do these recaps every Tuesday, the Bears game always ends up on this list, and partially because of that defense that they have. Uh, at one point, Green Bay was plus 380 on the money line to win this game. They end up winning it 28-19 to 19 as Rodgers yeah. and the Packers still own Chicago. I'm guessing that was late in the third quarter. I think there was like two minutes left to go when uh, the Bears went up two scores, went mm-hmm. up 19-10. to 10, And then Green Bay had that one drive. Uh, A.J. Dillon capped it off 17-19. Uh, to 19, Then Santos misses a field. Cairo Santos misses a field goal. And then uh, Green Bay gets it. And then two late turnovers. And look, that's what you're going to have with a very talented kid, but a very young quarterback yep. in Justin Fields. So, uh Green Bay, I mean, uh, you know, all my Chicago friends are like, how did we lose to this team? Like, we know we're not good, but this is the worst Green Bay team in years. Yeah, they're bad. And they still own Chicago. That's what Roger says. He says, hey, I own you, and he's not wrong. Um, interesting enough, though, we saw the 49ers and the Dolphins. Niners were plus 140 at one point. Um, I would imagine that was maybe right after Jimmy Garoppolo goes down to where mm-hmm. the market's like, hey, something's going on here. But uh, Brock Purdy steps in. They get the victory. And uh, now they're going to move on with Brock Purdy, we believe, for the foreseeable future. Now they went ahead and signed Josh Johnson to the one-year contract. Jimmy Garoppolo is out seven to eight weeks. They're saying that Garoppolo might be able to make a comeback, but it feels like the Niners are going to be really behind the eight ball here with a rookie quarterback, seventh-round draft pick, Mr. Irrelevant now being the most relevant player on the team. Yeah, and that's why you see, you know, only laying three and a half. Some places three minus 115. I know South Point, they don't have the juice down there, so they've actually got it at three. They're the market low over Tampa Bay. And look, even what we saw with Tampa Bay had to, you know, to beat a bad New Orleans team, had to absolutely survive until the final gun. Tom Brady somehow wills that team over the finish line. But still, there's got to be an adjustment, you know, and it's clearly about two, two and a half points for Garoppolo being out. Gosh, it just seems like part of me thinks that it's like, yeah, I'm not very high on Jimmy, so I get why it's two, two and a half points, but the drop-off from Jimmy Garoppolo to seventh-round rookie quarterback, it feels like it should be more, but then again, it's like, should it? The reason why it's probably not more is because you have a very good coaching staff out there with Kyle Shanahan, and they're like, Hey man, you know, we kind of, maybe the market's giving him a little bit of trust mm-hmm. being that, okay, he can find some kind of game plan. Now you got, because you had to put Purdy in at that moment, you, you know, you had no choice and he somehow got it done. Now you've got a week to put mm-hmm. together a game plan. The only thing is the opponent, this in case being Tampa Bay and Todd Bowles, they got film yeah. on Brock Purdy, but you know, still limited amount of film being that he only played basically what, when did Jimmy G go out in like the like, second quarter? It was like late first quarter, early second. Okay. So time. you basically have three quarters of football on this kid. And, and also to a point out as well, like the, with the points and the movement, it also is hovering around a key number and like, it takes quite a bit for something to move through 
three and a half to go all the way down to two and a half or something like that. So I think that's also why you're seeing it hold at this like heavily juiced three and a half there, or you're seeing a three minus one ten over at the South Point because they always do everything eleven to ten. And they're mm-hmm. not going to have anything uh, messing around with the juice. We appreciate that, Chris Andrews and the crew out there. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Go on. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate Thank the, you, Cowboy. We appreciate the 11 to 10. But uh, we hope you guys appreciate us because that does it for us here on a Tuesday night. For Wes Reynolds, I'm Femi Abebefe. For our producer, Matt Santos, and the entire crew behind the glass, we wish you all the best of luck. Coming up next, the Greg Peterson Experience here on VCNB Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 